Hey, Reite, a Bleach fandom community podcast brought to you by the... Um, um, excuse me. Uh, sorry, it's just... <laughs> that's... It's a little bit rude of you to stare. I mean, m- my mask is up here. <laughs> C- come on. Ah, uh, oh, well... That's fine. I guess we'll just we'll just we'll just kick off the rest of the podcast then. Um, hi, 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 everybody. Uh, uh, <laughs> my name is Dell, uh, and today I am joined by Nomi. Hello, hi. How are we doing? Craig doesn't like me, but let's say hi anyway. Yeah, oh yeah. Hi. I know. I just- <laughs> hi. <laughs> hi. Hi. Oh man. <sighs> yeah. Uh. <laughs> Well, uh, we've got three episodes to cover this week, and I actually feel I like the pace that we're at right now. And it's clear, I think, I mean, we'll see how this shakes out when you do anime and manga differences. It's clear that they're padding things out a little bit, but for the most part, I find that the content of these episodes, it's enough to leave me entertained and wondering what's coming next. And I also don't feel overwhelmed. I I feel quite comfy in this pace and still excited, you know? Yes, yeah, exactly. And yeah, there's padding, but there is not as much padding as there was last week. Those last three episodes were terrible. Yeah, that was pretty rough. We're we're, we're on good track now, you know, we're pretty good with, it's, it's decent stuff. Yeah. Right. I, it's it's better when it's just like, hey, you can go into it knowing that the first five minutes or so of every episode, if you're not really paying attention, that's fine, because you're just going to rehash whatever happened last time a little bit. But then it just kind of goes straight forward. And so all things considered, I'm not too bothered by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is not the worst offense they've committed, that's for sure. <laughs> it's not even an offense, really. It's just they're, they're, they're doing their best with limited content exactly yeah and they're they're reaching a point where they're having to slow it down anyway because the manga's not coming out as quickly as enough so that's why we've got yeah two seasons worth of filler coming after this so yeah they're reaching that point i know (laughs) oh i understand why but the timing of it is absolutely awful it's really bad (laughs) it's so bad i mean i guess it could be argued that it keeps us in suspense but we just go there are so many reveals in that last episode and it's like nope now we're gonna start something else that is completely unrelated (laughs) right have fun (laughs) have fun Uh, it is one of the better filler arcs though i gotta say mm, yeah well in my opinion maybe other people (laughs) feel differently but i don't i don't hate it like i don't hate it i have i have my opinions uh but yeah i'm like i'm not a fan but i'm not a fan of any of them but yeah it's yeah. Yeah, no, I have opinions about some choices that were made within that arc, but yeah. it's it's better than the princess and soccer ball arc, and it's better than the bound arc. Exactly. Yeah. Out of the three, this is the better one. Like if I was if I had to choose, I would choose this one. But yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I would just choose canon content all day long, oh, but that is that, definitely that's I was gonna say that's was. not a spicy take. I don't know. I've met people that really, really like the Zanpakuto on No Tales arc. Uh, but I'm also a sucker for, like, this is canon and this is not, and I'm always going to prefer canon content. Oh, for sure. Always. I'm definitely a canon purist. I do like knowing what is what was in the manga, which yep. is why the manga differences are so fascinating to me. Yes. It's just seeing those I little agree. differences and how something, one thing, can just change the whole tone of something. 
Yeah. Yeah, even if it's really subtle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some of those are my favorites, actually. Yeah. Well, should we kick it off? We shall, yeah. Just oh, like the princess who learned how to play. What is They didn't call it soccer. They called it, like, ca- something else. Was it not? Is it futsal or was that something else? <gasps> oh, wait. You might be right about that. Wow. Ooh, that just sent me. Haven't watched that arc in a minute. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's either that or that's the game that Squad 6 play and Renji plays. That's like the oh, by-the-side football. Okay, well, yeah. while you're summarizing, I might do some <laughs> small investigations. <laughs> okay, you do that and I'll do this. <laughs> okay, I'll see what I can find. All okay, right. okay, okay, okay. So with our episode summonies, we start right off the bat and coming in hot with episode 224, Three versus one battle, Rangiku's crisis. The focus shifts as you would expect to Rangiku and her fight against Halabal's Faccione, Apache, Sunsun, and Mila Rose, and poor Rangiku is not having the best time of it. However, she's at least holding her own using her Zanpakuto Hainako to at least help block their onslaught. We switch quickly to Toshiro who seems to be worried about his lieutenant, but is overall evenly matched in his fight with Halabal. Similarly matched is Kuraku and Stark, as the Sheen shifts to them as they remind us that despite the title of the episode, there are other people fighting beside Rangiku. Speaking of Rangiku, we're back to her now as Apache surprisingly asked to sit out from the battle. Oh, I'm sorry, are we boring you? No? Okay. (laughs) Rangiku not having any of that attacks Apache and leaps away, causing Apache to retaliate and chase after her. However, is stopped by goodness gracious, a great ball of fire. Oh my god! (laughs) (laughs) Who does this ball of fire belong to? My girl Momo, back from Soul Society and ready to fight for her division, despite the fact the poor girl still calls Eisen Captain. Apache survives Momo's attack and the three of them start to charge. However, Momo has something else up her sleeve and weaves a Kido web, which she ignites with her Zampak toad, Tobiyume. The web ignites and causes an explosion. Inspired by the lieutenants giving it their all, Kuraku suggests the saying that he and Stark should as well. Stark comments that Kuraku hasn't even drawn his second sword and observes that instead he's fighting with one sword using both hands. Meanwhile, Ukitaki is stuck with babysitting duty and watching Lilinette, who states that Ukitaki's friend is going to need help against Stark. Ukitaki stands up for his husband, sorry, friend, but really, am I wrong? Anyway, no, don't be sorry. <laughs> Ukitaki That's tries fine. to send Lilinette home, <laughs> telling her to go play with a ball or something, but Lilinette draws her sword on him. Whilst further away, Kuraku finally draws his second sword. If you thought Momo's masterful weaving and combination of Kido was going to end the three factionaries, you'd be wrong, unfortunately, because they look rather unscathed, having released their resurrections in order to retaliate. Instead of doing the normal thing, though, they end up sacrificing their left arms and create a weird-looking beast which shocks Momo and Rangiku to the core. Not ending on that cliffhanger, we're moving straight into episode 225, All Lieutenants Annihilated. The terrifying demonic beast were again were reminded of the other fights before going to the main event. Lilinette is still wailing on Ukitaki, but Mr. Babysitter of the Year, Patience of a Saint Ukitaki, blocks every attack. Honestly, he needs a book or a cup of tea just to match his vibe. Kuraku makes a comment to Stark, basically staying for him to control his child, while Stark replies that he's given up trying. I've seen enough TikToks and worked in enough childcare settings to know how relatable this scene can be. Anyway, 
Lilinette soon gets bored and fires a green sower at Okitaki, who finally has enough, deflects it easily, stands up and tells her to go home or she will die. Back with Rangiku and Momo, who are left speechless as Ion, the monster created by left arms. Honestly, there's probably some symbolism there. Ion rushes Rangiku and Momo and attacks Rangiku, gouging out her side and leaving her in a very serious state. Momo, shocked, yells out and rushes after Rangiku, who is falling. She catches her with a keto net. Before Momo can even attempt to heal Rangiku, Ion attacks, punching Momo away. Momo is caught by Kira, taking a page out of Momo's book and using the same keto she used in order to stop her from falling as well. Meanwhile, Hisagi uses his Zanpakuto Kazashini to hold Ion at bay while he tells Kira to heal Momo and Rangiku, and he'd hold Ion off. Kira, who, surprise surprise, used to be in the fourth, albeit a long time ago, sets him and the ladies up in a protective pyramid so he can heal Rangiku first, then Momo before joining Hisagi to fight. Hisagi is keeping Ion busy, but ends up ultimately getting himself caught and almost eaten, had it not been for Lieutenant Iba, who comes in from behind. Iba doesn't last long, bless him, because Ion has eyes in the back of his head, quite literally, and shoots a sarrow from his eye, incapacitating Iba before returning to Hisagi. Ion squeezes, then throws Hisagi away, rounds on Kira, walking agonizingly slow towards them. Kira is hurriedly trying to heal Rangiku at least, but there's not going to be enough time. And then right at the last minute, Ion is stopped, a hole appearing in his chest, as a rather disgruntled Yamamoto steps in, complaining that he had to step in in the first place. And that brings us to episode 226. Fierce fighting concludes... Towards a new battle. To say that Ion is unhappy about the fact that Yamamoto has just blasted a hole through his monstrous body would be an understatement. As Soyphone remarks to a confused Omida that everyone who came here, including the head captain, did so to fight, Ion punches himself in the chest. And then again... And again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, until he changes form, growing in size and trying to show Yamamoto the full force of his bestial hunger and anger, but to no avail. Head Captain Yamamoto releases his Ryujin Jaka, and before Ion can even clock what's happening, slices him in half, and then obliterates him with flames, and then proceeds to send Apache, Mila Rose, and Sung Sun hurtling to the ground right behind him. Elsewhere, Toshiro feels more confident in his fight against Halibel, perhaps because the Head Captain has busted out the proverbial big guns, but... Also, perhaps his subordinate and his friend are relatively safe now. Either way, Halibel decides to reveal her position to Toshiro. As powerful as she is, she's only the number three Espada. <gasps> and Toshiro, being Toshiro, naturally immediately goes Bonkai. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kyoraku and Stark are still flirting, <coughs> excuse me, <laughs> fighting, uh, they're talking, and both of them kind of seem like they're trying to put off going all out in this fight. But ignorant bliss can't last forever. Kyoraku, insightful observer that he is, guesses that Halibel is the third Espada, and that Stark likely is the first. And Stark confirms this, pulling off one of his gloves to reveal a number one tattooed on the back of his hand. 
Back in Las Noches, Chad and Renji are wiping the floor with the Exequias, and Rukia gets ready to hand Rudborn's ass to him, while Ichigo continues his skirmish with Ukiora. Ukiora tries to demoralize Ichigo, saying that the Soul Reapers are sure to be defeated, no matter what. But, I mean, you all know Ichigo. He's got folks to protect, and he's got a good, strong heart, and he's got a hell of a lot of determination, and he keeps on fighting, despite Ukiora's best efforts and against all odds. And then I guess we get filler next, is what the after credits scene tells us so yes yep <laughs> yep yep it's cliffhanger hours all the way around oh, oh my god it really is <laughs> massively <sighs> oh man there is a lot to unpack in these episodes i feel just with we saw a lot of different fighting techniques we saw a lot so of so many we saw um, so much keto Holy there was so shit. much so much keto. I was so thrilled. I forgot how much there is in just this short little sequence. Oh, oh. Exactly. And they're not using them to conventional methods either. They're thinking no. outside of the box with these ketos and really yeah, showing us why these guys are lieutenants as well. Yep. 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 Uh, but yeah, shall we just dive right in though? I think we should. Yeah. Okay, so for our manga anime chapter differences, you'll be pleased to know there was more than one manga chapter in these episodes. Oh, well, that's we have, nice. Yeah, I yeah. guess I see. Yeah, that seems about right. Yeah, sure. So we start off with the last six pages of Ash and Salamander, chapter 333. We then oh. go into chapter 334, Dregs of Hypnosis, and 335, Ugh. Chimera Chord. Ooh, these are great titles. Wow. They really are, Yeah. Um, Dreads so, hypnosis. I love that. Wow. Mm-hmm. And it's so poignant. That's, well. That'll be the one where Momo comes back, surely. Gotta oh, be, for right? sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. okay. Well, she comes oh, back in so Ash and good. Salamander. That's when her first appearance is when she's deflecting because she's the salamander of the right, fire right. aspect. Right, of course, but yeah, yes. The dregs of hypnosis is when she's talking to Vangiku and Vangiku is checking in on her mental health and just making sure she is actually okay to be here. Yeah, and when she actually says Captain Eisen, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So differences-wise, we have got some fight padding. Um, Sure. Right from the start, looking when Vangiku was all beat up, um, to Apache asking to sit this one out. So that whole mm. bit in the anime was all fight padding, which so that oh. also includes Toshiro one worrying over Rangiku and a little bit of Karaku oh. versus Stark. That's all anime oh. only. Yeah. Eh. I felt like moments like that just serve to inform character in a way that I don't feel like contradicts canon though. So I actually don't mind it when it's like interpersonal yeah. character building fight padding kind of stuff when it's like that it's fine but when they've had to add so much fight padding in that it's unfeasible for a character not to release their shikai when really they don't release yeah. their shikai for another two chapters yes. that's yes. when it starts yes. to get too much yeah correct agreed <laughs> it's looking at you yumichika oh. but yeah god i um yeah I, I know I wasn't even on the episode where you all covered that fight, but I just want to say for the record that I actually, I know that that fight is padded out quite a lot, but I do really like that we get to see how 
malicious Yumichika can be in that fight. I don't want to spend uh-huh. time on it because it's not the episodes we're talking about today. But like, I think that's a great fight, and I have a lot of trans feelings about Charlotte. <laughs> <laughs> that's wicked. <so> <laughs> Uh, listeners, you can at me and I can go into that at some point. Anyway, carry on. <laughs> uh, we've got some switching around in the pacing. So we've got Kuraka and Stark going all serious. And then the anime, it's switch- and then it switches to um, Okutaki and Lilinette. Um, so there was a lot of backwards and forwardsing between those two separate groups of people. Whereas mm, the okay. manga just does all of the Stark Kuraku stuff, then switches to all of the Okutaki Lin and that stuff. Right. It doesn't interchange them. Right. And if I recall, it just it doesn't take quite as long. It's just a quick little like, oh, this is what's going on. Yeah, uh, it's literally just like a yeah, panel. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, we've got... Um, We've got a Sero that um, Rangiku and Momo have to deflect just to kind of get them all geared up for the next sets. Um, And then the biggest sensor of them all is how they create Ion. So in the anime... Ooh, Ooh, I'm going to love this. Okay, yeah. In the anime, their whole limb glows red and lasers Mm -hmm. shoot out and that's what kind of creates Ion. Mm -hmm. In the manga, they literally tear off their left arm. That's like, so much better. That's so much so fun. much That's better. so metal. Oh my God, I love that so much more. It really amps up the whole sacrificing of the left arm because, yeah, it's there. And of course, they're just left with like bloody dripping limbs. Whereas in the oh! anime, they've got this like little red disc that's cauterizing their bleeding or whatever it is. It's like it's magically cut off. It doesn't have the same kind yeah. of impact. Yeah. That's also so hollow of them because big hollows are amalgamations of smaller hollows anyway and ion is clearly something a little bit different but the idea that for a big strong dominant hollow to emerge you do have to like that's how hollows are that's how big hollows are formed already Mm -hmm. anyway so it's just and maybe that's why Ion doesn't really speak or seem to have too much of a, a developed consciousness because, I mean, how, how developed can your consciousness be if you're just made of three arms? I also had the thought, by the way, I was like, Sunsun's a snake. Snakes don't have arms. What was that choice? <laughs> but I, whatever, it's loose enough that it doesn't actually bother me. But I do think it was, it was, it was, unex- I was like, oh, it has to be, I don't know. I thought arms was a funny choice considering one of them is a snake. That's, that's all. Yeah. I mean, I was also looking to, we've, we've always had the connotation, even in Bleach, that the left arm of the devil is a thing. So they oh, have true. effectively created this huge monster using their left arm. So this Whoa, that is, is a really cool three point. times a devil now because it's got three left arms. <gasps> oh, I love that. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. I have nothing else to add. I just think that's a really good insight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I was like, ooh, left arms. Yeah, because they made a point of saying it's created from our left arms. Yeah, they so did. So I was like, ooh, oh, yeah. Hmm. Oh. <sighs> Sorry, I'm just like, I'm jumping ahead and I'm having thoughts about Kyoriku switching hands and whether that means anything about his sense of morality. But that's not this episode anyway, so we can <laughs> maybe circle back around to that later. We'll come back to that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, speaking of um, the snake resurrection, we had the lion, the witch, and the wardrobe. No, lion, the princess, <laughs> and the snake. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we did, it was, 
it was very weird because we've got definitely a lion looking like um, one from Mila Rose. Mila Rose, yeah. yeah You've got yeah. the snake from Sun Sun, and then you have just got the. Is she was she like a centaur? Is um, I think she's Apache? like a deer. A deer. Um, I think she's sort of like a deer. Yeah. Let me. Yeah. Because I, I know what she looks like. Um, she's she's very conservative. I love her actual. Rel- um, relatively, yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like her resurrection because it is. It's just all fur, and it's very conservative, and I like it. And then you've got like. And it's also, like, not not to say that the others... I mean, whatever. Mila Rose's situation, like, aesthetic situation is what it is. But, <laughs> um, it, uh, it's, like, it's not sexy. Like, it's not sexy to be all covered. I feel like I feel like Apache is really practical, you know? Yeah. Her outfits and her... The way she styles herself, it's quite... She's, she's here to fuck shit up and get shit done. She's not here to... to show anything like if she shows anything off it's it's abilities it's what she can do i mean i know sung sung is completely covered up basically but there's a level of like demure presentational intention behind the way sung sung styles herself i feel like and apology's mm-hmm. just like what i'm here i'm wearing a jacket i'm wearing pants and i'm here to kick your ass like what yeah and i feel like her resurrection is similar yeah for sure yeah very no nonsense type thing. Yeah, very no nonsense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there's anything that states what kind of oh yeah, yeah. creature she she pulls from. Um, covered in brown fur, and she sports deer-like antlers, uh, and her feet are replaced with deer-like hooves. Yeah. Okay. So soft, soft. De- deer energy it could could be anything else with horns and hooves i guess but mm-hmm. yeah 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 there you go i wanted to note something that um mila vose calls vangiku Ooh, okay so she gets called a holstein um which translates to like cowgirl now, when yeah. I first heard this, I was I think thinking Holstein, actually. Hang on a second. Yeah. I was thinking kind of like, you know, Wild West tech like yeehaw, howdy cowgirl type thing. But right. no, apparently it is an insult in Japan to call well endowed females as cow because <gasps> of the milk they produce. And a oh, Holstein my God. is a type of dairy cow. Yeah, so a Holstein is a type of dairy cow. And so Whoa. she's literally calling Rangiku a cow because of her big breasts. That's... Wait, Mila Rose says this? <laughs> yeah. Is Bro, it Mila look Rose in the that mirror. Patrick? What are you doing? <laughs> wow. Wait, that is so insightful. Now, and I'm also like, look at, like, but, but, but Holly Bell, though. Like, this is so common. <laughs> wow. What? <laughs> maybe, maybe Mila Rose is self-conscious about that because her other two sisters are smaller and so maybe i i don't know i I have heard i don't know i've heard from people with larger chests that it's like difficult to go for a run if if that is your situation and like that has never been my experience so i can't speak to it but i'm wondering if because they're martial people is mila rose like uh, God damn it! If only, as compared to her sisters, I don't know. Uh, th- this is completely speculation now, obviously. But then I'm also—I like, mean, why would yeah. you feel that way if Holly Bell is so powerful? And- <laughs> <laughs> oh God! 
As someone who is... Brestia, am I right? Oh, I hate that. Uh, Bye. I'm signing off. I'm done. (laughs) As someone who is like Rangiku in that endowment situation can confirm, I don't run. Oh, sure. (laughs) So props off to anyone who does. (laughs) But yeah, and yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, she is self-conscious of them so she's hoping to put the focus on somebody else so that they won't look at her maybe but they've been around her long enough that they probably don't mention it they're just no 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 i wouldn't think so and yeah. frankly well but then you never know because we we see them squabbling together in one of the later episodes and they just kind of can't rein it in and they can't focus and it starts off and it's apache and sung sun and then mila rose in theory comes in to kind of try and break it up but then she ends up getting herself tangled up in it too. And so it's such an easy jab, you know? It mm-hmm. is so, it is such a quick, superficial, simple thing to make fun of someone for. And if you've ever fought with siblings, I, I feel like shit like that comes up all the time. Just, just basic, dumb, easy targets where you know you don't actually mean it, but it's right there. So I don't yeah. know. I don't know. I don't know. It's just I have a just, really unexpected choice still, though, to say to Ron yeah. huh. I have just looked it up in the manga, actually, and it is actually Apache. My apologies. Oh, it's um, Apache? How, okay. Yeah. Wait, that makes marginally more sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. But Mila Rose, <gasps> oh, they're not as sorry. big. Mila Roses aren't as big. Not, I'm just staring at people's breasts, though. But, okay. um, no, wait, yeah. hey, now. That's, we're, <laughs> you're, that's fine. Um, we can object- <laughs> We've got to objectify both men and women in this beautiful anime full of pretty people. That's just only fair, you know? You know? Exactly. And the majority of the theme of the song, does the theme seem song to... to this arc has taught us anything. There wasn't enough females in this arc that we need to really objectify them because That's right. they don't get objectified do like enough. We need to objectify everyone super hard. Can, I can't wait to objectify Yamamoto. Let's remember to objectify Yamamoto in the next couple of episodes, shall we? Because I don't want to be ageist about this shit either. <laughs> oh, there's a there's a perfect scene that we could objectify him. Perfect. I can't wait. I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh God. Oh. Uh, you know, yeah, I almost so then so then my I'm almost like, oh, is it the other way around? Like knowing that Apache probably looks up to Hollybell and and frankly I would say probably looks up to Mila Rose also. I don't know. Mila Rose has like oldest sibling energy, I think. Yeah. Of the three of them. So who's to say? But then something else that's kind of interesting. I mean, not not to just like go off on made about gender all the time, but deer who grow horns like that tend to be male deer. And Apache of the three seems to have, and like, I don't know, this is going to be super reductive, but like she has the biggest masculine energy of the three of them, even though they're all, I think, people who self-identify as women. And mm-hmm. so... I wonder, like, maybe that's a point of pride for Apache, considering her resurrection manifests as something that is kind of traditionally mask. So, uh, I, I, yeah, I don't know. And it's, you know, something else that I didn't realize until right now is, like, this is a really cool fight. I mean, I guess Ion is kind of the mask of center, but Ion is, is, Ion's consciousness is different, so so it feels different to me. But other than that, it's, it's five women in this fight. That's very cool and it I is it is really very cool it until just now yeah and this fight and a fight that's coming up with other females is also uh, a really good fight <laughs> yeah 
Yeah. <laughs> for no reason whatsoever, considering who one of the females is, but no reason no. whatsoever. No. <laughs> no. It's fine. No. It's fine. <laughs> oh. Anyway. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sorry, did you uh, even, did you actually, or do we still have more differences to go, or did I just get us completely off the rails? No, no, we're fine, yeah. We, oh, we discuss God. away. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay, 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 okay. <laughs> um, I just love how, throughout the whole, moving on to Karaka and Stark. Oh, sure, I, if we must. Yeah, if we must, yeah. Such a hardship. <laughs> mm. I love how Stark is just in awe of Kuraku the whole entire time. Yeah. Like, yeah. did you get that feeling as well? <laughs> oh, yeah, I think so. Because it could be a couple of things, right? But so, right, we can just establish that Kuraku is very, very competent. Like, he is good at this, for sure, for sure. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, Kyoraku, like Stark, doesn't, like, he, he doesn't seem to be, Kyoraku doesn't seem particularly ambitious, and Kyoraku doesn't seem particularly bloodthirsty. Is there a little bit, and like, we'll see how much of this gets teased out later or not, but I don't know, like, I've, I've always gotten the sense from Kyoraku, like, even back when we first meet him, when Chad, bless him, tries to go up against him, where it's like, Okay, cool. This is how you present yourself, but like, what's going on underneath is 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 always the sense I've gotten from Kyoraku. and so I imagine Stark sees and also relates to that because Stark clearly keeps his cards close to the chest, also. And if you think about everybody else that Stark has been surrounded by in Waco Mundo, people are either very ambitious and out for blood. Or there, there's not a lot of subtlety in Waco Mundo, is I guess what I'm getting at. Even Aizen, who who also keeps his cards close to the chest, is I think pretty clear about nope. I'm gonna kill a bunch of people. I'm gonna make the Oken. I'm going to come in here and effectively colonize this space that is not mine and put my own system of order onto this thing that had a structure that previously worked on its own before I came in here. I'm gonna fuck things up in this objective way. So I betcha it's a relief to Stark to meet someone like Yoriku, is I guess what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. And it's a nice change of pace. Like, they, I, I feel like they would be friends if oh, they were sure. enemies. Yeah. yeah. They, they definitely have that kind of... They've got a lot of similarities. They both would rather not fight. They don't like confrontation. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're definitely... Good old drinking buddies. Yeah, yeah. Okitaki has to go pick them both up from the pub after a night out and take them both oh, home. Yeah. Frankly, <laughs> Okitaki is exactly the... Hmm. <laughs> I was about to say Okitaki is exactly the designated driver you want, but the th I thought about this, because of course I have, um, where the, th the the problem with bringing Okitaki to the bar is that he goes into the space wanting to be like a very enthusiastic wingman, but he's the worst wingman ever because everybody <laughs> just wants to be with him instead um <laughs> good night i mean especially because these manga chapters are the one with you know that color spread where it's the one that gives okitaki his green eyes because he's wearing the green waistcoat yes That's... wait i know exactly oh it's so beautiful it oh, is so beautiful yeah. but that is this chapter that is these chapters that comes up in this volume yep good good 
But yeah, I, I almost wonder... Yeah, Stark and Kuroku is a really fascinating fight to me. And it, I, I mean, it's clearly just getting started because neither of... They've mostly just kind of been like bopping around talking and occasionally swinging swords. Like they're not... <laughs> They're not going all out yet at all. Not even kind of. So I don't want to get super philosophical about it or anything, but I think for both of them, there is a level, uh, both of them who we now know are like, we know Kyoriko is super, super powerful, even if people in the Gote aren't ranked like one through 10 or one through 13 or whatever, according to how skilled they are. Like that's not how that works, but Kyorko is really powerful. He's really old. He's been around the block lots of times. And then Stark, we know now, is super, super powerful because Aizen said, yes, sir, you are number one. So the two of them, it's that whole why do we fight thing for me, I guess, in, mm-hmm. in this confrontation, knowing that neither of them is inclined to be super bloodthirsty on their own. Yeah. I guess they just unpack that in little bits and pieces over the course of all of those interactions. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. Which is going to make <sighs> going into that, like, actual fight. Because at one point, Stark, for sure, is going to have to go resurrection. He's going to have to. Oh, yeah, because that, structurally, that's just how that goes. Exactly. Yeah. So it's going to make going into that so much more interesting because we've had this small Ugh. little bits of build up into everything that they've been doing. I know. And... We don't, we've never seen Kyoru Kushikai, so I'm just, I'm just saying, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah, I think the thing that really, really gets me, like, distilled about this fight is that it's two people who you know are gonna go out, uh, excuse me, who you, <laughs> who you know are gonna go out eventually, that's not what I meant, but also maybe. It really it is. like neither of them wants to mm-hmm. like what a fucking dynamic from like like that's the kind of thing that just tears at my heart that's why i like this fight like yeah sure eventually like we've already seen some cool technique stuff like even just that little bit that star comes i whatever we're in a, in a different episode now i don't even care um about oh the distance between y- your sword and my body is different when you use your right hand and your left hand so like bullshit you use both of your swords bitch like yeah good great that's already so fucking cool Mm -hmm. but but the idea of we we have to go all out and it like it hurts like Kyorku doesn't want to Stark doesn't want to neither of them wants to be here but they're both gonna do a lot of really scary shit to each other probably because they're both that good who the fuck knows ah that tension I love that tension and, it, and it's not something we've seen because Toshiro and Haldabel like sure maybe neither of them wants to be there but Toshiro's like no oh, he, Toshiro's already coming at her with his Bankai and has been coming at her with his Shikai super super hard with like no reservations mm-hmm. uh, Rangiku and Momo aren't holding back against the, the Fractiones there his Sagi was going all out and he's been in Shikai for a second and that's that's fine Kira went she like there we've not seen anybody holding back at all and it's not like Kyoriku and Stark are gonna hold back but there's there's a tension there for the two of them that I feel like every other fight has lacked so far. 
Yeah. The closest that we got maybe was Ichigo versus Grimjaw, but both of them are both of them are like excited young boys kind of in mm-hmm. a way that neither Stark nor Kyoriku seems to be. Grimjaw and Ichigo both like fighting for fighting's sake, kind of. Yeah. Ish. Kyoriku and Stark don't, I think. Yeah, no, I see that. Yeah. Which, yeah. So, I yeah. have... Oh, sorry, I was going to say I have a question for you. Okay, go on then. Yeah, I was going to segue, um, but no, I'll take a question. <laughs> oh, okay, sure. So my question for you, because I know how much you love Momo. Yes. So I just wanted to know what your reaction to seeing Aizen's and also Toshiro's reactions to Momo coming back were. Oh, okay, so... <laughs> oh my god, okay. good start, good start. So, like, Toshiro's reaction, you can definitely tell, like, there's that he worries for her, that he's concerned that maybe, you know, that isn't the right time. There's He wavers, Halibut even notices it, like, oh, your spiritual pressure wavered there. Um, so yeah. she could also tell that Momo's appearance has stirred something inside of him. And however you ship them, whatever you are, I see it more of like a brotherly instinct to protect. And now he's torn as oh, if to say, yeah. what do I do here? Uh, ultimately, he continues fighting. Uh, but that's kind of where his head is at. He's like, is this the right time? And then you got Eisen, who I just kind of want to punch his face in because he literally just says, oh, it's of no concern. <laughs> but oh, it's a case of... Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I like, I don't know if he's... There was just something about his look and there's just something about the way he acted that he's already placing chess pieces in place to maybe do something later. I don't know. And it's just... Yeah. He 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 said he wasn't phased. He said it didn't look nothing, but it's just the way it was animated that makes you think that maybe nothing maybe there's something else. I don't know. I was going to say I think he was pulling some bullshit there because mm-hmm. and I don't know what it is that he cares about because I don't I I don't think he cares about Momo as a person. I don't think it's that. Mm-mm. But I do wonder whether he didn't expect to see her at this battle. Yeah. It's unclear to me. <gasps> Unless, wait, here's a thought. Maybe, you know how Momo says that in order to approach without being seen, she used keto to suppress her spiritual pressure? Mm-hmm. What if, she? because she's fucking good at keto, as we can see. Oh, for sure. Do you think it's possible that she suppressed her spiritual pressure so successfully that she even hid it from Aizen? And then when she revealed herself, Aizen was like, oh, which oh my god oh oh man which now that i'm thinking about just thinking about okay right so uh not that they're in the same division at the moment but like what if that's just the one of the fifth divisions things like because when shinji like (gasps) yeah that wall of keto away and was like hi sosuke i see you bitch um and then if like there i don't know i think there's something about Aizen being like, ugh, I've been had by the fifth division again. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. What is it with these people knowing where I am? <laughs> yeah, because I've got that as well. Like, Momo's keto skills have just... We knew she was good at keto before. 
But this just really proves just how how good she is weaving three difficult com combinations together to create that whole webbing, using keto outside of the box and using it to catch and webs and everything, and it just really show how showcasing what keto can be used for, not just to right. create a light. Love you, Benji, but. Yes. Oh, hey, we all have our skills. Oh, speaking of Renji, <laughs> I, I did find out. Um, oh, yeah. Renji, yeah, so what is it? It's, um. oh, hang on, I just lost it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Fuck, shit, come here. Okay, yeah, so Renji does like futsal, you're right. And in his spare time, he has assembled a team for the sixth division, more or less successfully. Uh, the only other member with a name that we know about is Rikichi. So Rikichi's on that team with him, with I think, which I think is really sweet. That's cute, uh, and yeah. also the fourth seat, the eighth seat, the thirteenth seat, and the twentieth seat are are on the team too. Now, <laughs> I don't know who they play against, but the team exists. So good for good for Renji. Go Renji. <laughs> Carry on. Oh bless this. But. Yeah, like just it really. Yeah, I I, don't, I have nothing else to say other no, than the fact fine. that Momo I, is badass and I love her. Yeah, she <laughs> is, and I think her ability to do this really speaks to her strength, both as a keto practitioner and as a person, because she's able to concentrate on all of this for an extended period of time successfully while going into a battlefield where she knows. Aizen is and he's a traumatic figure in her life so being able to balance all of that and then go into a battle alongside her friend like it's impressive and it's cool and I feel very proud of her and it really is and probably and she's probably done it all without a therapist because soul society does not have therapy soul society doesn't fuck no absolutely not no, There's no way so no, she's no done way. all this just with her own willpower and that is Fucking amazing. That said, go to therapy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, not at moment, but like, just therapy's great. Soul Society's just way behind the times on that one. Anyhow. Oh, uh, yes. <sighs> but that is all I have for this episode. I've just got one yeah. <laughs> fun little line. Oh. And it's not, oh, a yes. it's not a manga anime difference. It's a, a Western difference. <gasps> oh, okay. So... In the manga, um, in the raw manga, yeah, and in the anime subbed, Ukitaki tells Lynette to go home and play with your ball. Yes. The Viz translation manga says go home and play with your dolls. Oh, fuck off. Right? I hate that. No. Ball was the right no. choice. Go away, yes, Viz. Yes, of course. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, shout out to Ukitake clearly stating to Lilinette that no means no. Thank you for your lesson in consent, sir. Big fan of that. Uh, um, yes. Yeah. There there was a line, even in the sub, though, where he was like, oh, well, because of course we know that on principle he doesn't fight children. Or maybe we don't know that. Maybe that's just one of those things that lives rent-free in my brain and I can't remember when and where I learned it. Anyhow, on principle, Ukitake doesn't fight children. He just doesn't. Mm -hmm. um, which, <laughs> frankly... That's fair. They're children. Um, but uh, he says something to the, effect, to the effect of, I won't fight you because you're a child. And then there is a little line in there that's like, and also you're a girl. And I'm like, oh, yeah. so close. Does I'm that like, mean he wouldn't fight um, Toshiro or Momo or any of the other kind of 
um, Shinigami whose physical age looked like their children? Oh, I think Momo. Momo just has a young-looking face, but I've always gotten the sense that Momo is, like, a full adult. I never felt like Momo was a child. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Toshiro, she's, like, though, 18 well, or something. <laughs> she, she, she's, like, a young woman is how she looks to me. Like, yeah. if, if someone said to me that she and Rukia are about the same age, for example, I'd be like, yeah, that tracks. Mm-hmm. You know? Even though Rukia is also, like, a smaller person. Um, smaller feminine person. Toshiro, I, well, because that's just, Toshiro, I don't know, I feel like this is so much clearer in the sub just because of the voice actor they chose, where in the dub, his his voice is lower, it sounds like he's oh, yeah, gone true, through yeah. puberty, and in the, in, in the sub, it's clearly meant to be like a boy's voice. I don't know, I, I feel like all I can say is somehow, something something unusual is Toshiro's situation is unusual, whatever it is. So if he's literally a boy, but he's also a captain, I don't know. I can't imagine Ukitake has cause to fight him. No. I don't know. That's a good question. I a better think... example then would have been Yachiro. Like if Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, I don't know. I huh. I don't know. Yeah. I don't imagine he would. And you know what? Not to spend too long talking about him, I suppose, but we got to see a great example of just what a strong defensive fighter he is, actually. Like, he managed to hold his own again. Not that Lilinette is particular. I mean, she's she's skilled enough. You know, she's skilled enough to be at this battle, but she's not, like, amazing is the vibe I get. Uh, even so, he was able to just ca- very casually blocked and or deflect all of her attacks, no matter what form they took. And so... He's he's a captain. He's powerful. He's been around for a hot minute. So I I feel like if somebody like Yachiru attacked him, he probably would be able to make it through a big portion of that battle without actually ever attacking back. I bet you he could hold his own purely defensively for a really long time. Yeah, exactly. Especially because we don't yeah. know what Yachiru can do yet. Like, it's just no. a case of... We don't of... really know what he can do yet either. We've no. never seen his... Um... He can deflect a Sevo with his hand, and and yeah, that sounded can. really Northern English. Hand. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even from Northern England. I'm just gonna deflect the Sevo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, I hate that. <laughs> Sorry, I hate that. Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, that is all I've got. Yeah, that's all I've got. Also. Okay, so episode. 225 manga differences in chapter we've got two chapters 336 el verdugo and 337 hall in your inferno and it is hall like h-a-l-l and i have no idea what it means like hall in your inferno i'm wondering if it's a dante reference maybe because we also looked at the moving from one circle of hell to another i don't know because we also looked at the um the uh the fan translations which are usually um hmm. sometimes can be more truthful and they haven't been westernized and they also have the right. the weekly names but no they've translated it as hall in your inferno too it was very weird huh let me see if i can find what this kana or kanji is and see if i can mm-hmm. let me see if i can piece this together yeah because the next chapter yeah. is fall into my inferno Oh, okay. So the next episode, clever. I bet you this so, is gonna be Kana, not Kanji. Let me find out real quick. Do, 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 do. 
Japanese, English. Okay. Okay, so first thing, first, oh, well, uh, huh. So it's mostly, it's written out originally, it looks like, it, it, for, for the most part, it just in kana, which means it's just like, this is how you say the sounds. Like, yeah. it, it, our, our, it's closer to an alphabet than anything else. So I think it's a play on words because in the Japanese, it's horu, like H-O-R-U, kind of, um, which I think is as close as you could get to saying whole in English, English-ish. So I think it's just a wordplay thing that, I mean, frankly, Kubo does wordplay like this all the time. Mm, and yeah. if he misses like once over the course of six to 700 odd chapters, like, <laughs> I'll take it. He I'll deserves a break, it. bless him, yeah. <laughs> he deserves a break, it's fine. So it doesn't make a lot of sense. And I guess that's just what that is. It's kind of what I'm getting out of that. Yeah, yeah. It's probably one of those things that didn't translate well. And that's the only way they could yeah, do exactly. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, differences. We've just got again um, timeline stuff. They you know they placed some scenes halfway through the manga chapter and said they placed it at the start and all of that sort of stuff. We've got some Kuraku stark talking right at the start of the anime. That's anime only. Yeah. Um, we've got a random cut to Halibao and Toshiro. We don't actually see Halibao and Toshiro in the anime. Um, in the manga until she reveals her number. So any scenes with Halibur and Toshiro from now on, I'll just added extras. Oh, okay. Uh, we've already spoken about the arm discs um, <laughs> where their arms have been cut <laughs> off. Yes. The biggest difference is what <gasps> oh. happens to poor Rangiku and Momo. <gasps> oh, dear. So Rangiku gets a whole chunk taken out of her, and Ion actually holds the chunk that he's got of her in her, of her side, and drops it. So here's oh, the picture. I love, I love that so much. I mean, that's awful, but I love that. Mm-hmm. And then, oh my god, I love this! It's so much more brutal, and the sense of urgency gets so much stronger. Ah! It really oh does. Oh my god! It, it really highlights it because, of course, in the anime, she's fucked up. She oh. looks like she's just got a scrape, and she's breathing heavily. And it's implied that it's all internal, but it doesn't really ramp up the danger oh. and the the severity of the situation. But then you've got no, the manga, really. and she's right. If you can't see the manga, then basically she's got a a, a soccer ball football size, yeah, circle out that. of her side, and it's yeah, it's gross, and you can see why she's in pain. Yeah, but then, no you, content warning for gore. It's black and white, but definitely content warning mm-hmm. for gore. But yeah, oh, oh. And then of course you've got Momo, who in the anime Momo looks fine. She's just looking a bit winded, maybe. But no, I just she... take it for granted that Momo is never fine. But you know, Momo's all beat up as well. Otherwise. Fuck, bleeding from the mouth. Oh, hang on. But doesn't Hisagi bleed from the mouth later? Why doesn't Momo get to? That's mean. Probably because they're females. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah, probably. God, that's stupid. Yeah. Let everyone bleed from the mouth, twenty twenty two. And I don't just say that because the anime's coming back. Stop it. <laughs> ah. 
I'm not gonna oh, get there there'll be a lot. Anyway. It's fine. We've had the confirmation that it's not going to be censored. There should be a lot of bleeding from the mouth. <laughs> I'm thrilled to pieces. I'm gonna <laughs> lose my goddamn mind. <sighs> yeah, more of this, frankly. I want more of this. I want it. I... And it's not just because, like, oh, yeah, like, whatever. I think at this point it's no secret that I love it when people beat up my faves. Like, yes, I love that. Uh, but from a storytelling standpoint... It's higher drama. Mm. It's higher stakes. I am so much more worried looking at these two images than, I mean, yeah, I don't know. Momo, I sort of, because because Momo was in such a bad way physically for so long. So the fact that she's back in this fight, even if she doesn't look super beat up, I'm like, oh shit, like Momo, you're probably actually not okay. And I believe that. But Rangiku's been fine for a minute. So mm-hmm. if she doesn't look beat up and then she's like, oh no, as soon as there's somebody with healing powers on the scene, I'm kind of like, like, I take it for granted that she's going to be fine in the anime. Looking at this in the manga, I'm like, oh, shit. Like, exactly. And how is, how is <gasps> Kira, lone Kira, who's not been in the fourth for ages, meant to triage this situation? Like, yeah, exactly. And then it becomes, yeah, it becomes more difficult for Kira as well. That's a really good point. Like, what if he accidentally, what if he chooses to heal the wrong person? What if... Vangiku is too far gone for his powers and he loses them both because he right. didn't focus on Momo first. Right. And let's not forget that Kira's probably emotionally shaken up right now because his former captain who treated him like dirt is also here. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It, it, there's a lot going on. There's so much going on. Oh my God. That's a really important difference, I feel, mm-hmm. actually. Shit. Yeah. But it's fine because it's filler episodes and they're both fine in the filler episodes. So it's okay, guys. (laughs) Whether or not they're fine when we come back after the filler episodes is a different matter entirely. So annoying. So annoying. Cliffhangers and people are dying and yeah. (laughs) I just, yeah, I just re-remembered something from the upcoming filler arc and it's I don't, it's just is why in the end. Bye. (laughs) Why? It's a good, yeah, it's why <laughs> why 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 uh, maybe if the anime gets <sighs> delayed we'll, we will revisit some of these filler arcs <laughs> you know oh, but they're they're kind of well we should we probably should we should yeah and also the movies but and the movies yeah. <laughs> mm. uh, and the filler episode that is coming up that we are also skipping much to my deep chagrin obviously um oh yes yeah mr why did he wear whatever y'all you you know this is an anime you know there had to be a beach episode at least one time that's all i'm saying Uh, the beach episode in an anime is like a musical episode in an american drama (laughs) yeah sort of sort of yeah because of course american drama adjacent like a tongue-in-cheek american drama i think i don't know yeah they all got to have that kind of musical episode, don't they? Just to showcase that people we can do, sing. Yeah. <laughs> maybe if maybe like a super super god tier unlock is Nobi and I get to do a special about once more with feeling. Maybe that's what happens. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can we? Oh, yes. Geez. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah, that is literally all the differences for those episodes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Cool. 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 Um, what I did like is last week we played who's on the cover of the chapter because it started last oh, week. Oh, very good. And very we good. didn't 
know who it was at that point. It was just a shadowy figure with what looked like goggles. But it's now confirmed that it is actually a side portrait of Ion, and he's not wearing goggles. It was his antlers. Oh. Mm-hmm. So yeah, Ion. Oh, Ion what, gets what the What volume feature. number is this? This That's, is. Wait a fucking minute. What? <laughs> That's frustrating, but you know what? It's fine. What's like 30, 38? What 37, are we now? 37. Let me just turn the page. 37? 30, 39. Yeah. We can't count. Oh. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll grab the cover for you. They don't pay us to count. They don't pay us to do anything, but. <laughs> they really don't. No. I turned up, I turned up at a meeting at a school oh. the other day, um, thinking it was on the 28th and the receptionist like no you were meant to be here on the 26th i was like apparently i don't know my differences oh, between my dear. eights and my sixes <laughs> oh dear there you go side portrait of ion yeah 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 it's cool looking Mm-hmm. it's cool looking yeah ion gets Gosh. a cover <laughs> yeah oh i just i mean obviously under related images that covers excuse me color spread came up and i am just looking at it again and just i don't know handsome boys are handsome that's all i have to say <laughs> yes oh. yeah it's not a color spread in the um on the app so it was very disappointing i only got like a grayscale version of it oh yeah. well that's fine that's fine oh best pocket square <laughs> york has got a stupid hat and he's not wearing it and i don't blame him he just walked through the door he's taken it off when has he ever taken off his hat when he walked into a room? He's never done that <laughs> once. He's going to do something different this time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It's a color spread, so people have to do something a little bit different. Oh, my God. <sighs> well, that's nice. But we've kind of covered most of the points that we had, like at least that I had in the previous episode. I actually episode. feel that way too. Other than the yeah. fact that Yamamoto was really not impressed that he had to step in to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He wasn't really yeah. doing anything anyway. No, he wasn't. I was, I gotta say, because, so whatever, I, I, I shit on Yamamoto kind of often. And I, it, it, it is true that I don't love him and I, I, I don't know that he's a particular, he's, He's he's not a bad leader, but there there's there are some things to be desired in like his organizational design and in the kind of uh, d- culture that he perpetuates. There are a few things that I I object to, but there there. Are, so I guess I, I I actively was like challenging myself in watching this episode and the next episode to find things that I either like or respect or understand better about Yamamoto. So, of course, initially, my knee-jerk reaction when he came in, and especially, too, when um, Soifon and Omaida were having that brief exchange in the beginning of, like, oh, shit, like, Yamamoto is here. He's actually going to fight? What? Like, there was some surprise there. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it's some absolute noise to be... I mean, on the one hand... I suppose I understand the number one authority figure not charging it on the front lines all the time because in theory you need to keep that person reasonably safe and you maybe don't want them in danger. Like, what do you do if that person falls? That's a complicated question, probably. But at the same time, 
and maybe this is just from like all of the, the romantic YA fantasy books that I read when I was younger or something, but there is something that I really like, especially in a fictional setting, frankly, about that head authority figure in a militaristic setting actually going into battle. I don't mm-hmm. love it when the commander just kind of sits there and orchestrates and watches things unless there is genuinely a strategic reason for it. And so yeah. if Yamamoto th- was actually annoyed that he had to come out and fight, I'm kind of like, bruh, you're, you're the captain. Command- you should be able to fight, though. though. Like, you, you should. You should. Yeah. Yeah, and it boosts. It's like from a military standpoint as well. It boosts the morale of the yeah. company. Like if, if you think yeah. of it as um, working in retail or working anywhere, really, where you've got a yeah. manager above you, if you're struggling and there's not enough people, or like specifically speaking in a childcare setting, if you're gonna not be in ratio with the amount of kids, the manager should be yeah. ready to come and be on the floor with you be with the kids and that's the sign of good leadership because they're willing absolutely to come out and help and support you yeah or like the version of like hey you worked a double and we had a brunch shift today so how about you go home and i'll mop up and put the chairs on the counters like yeah it's it's not it's a different setting as well and like neither of those settings are combat based but get into the trenches one time whether literally or not Mm -hmm. yeah yeah it reminds me of, <laughs> you know, that meme or that TikTok YouTube short where it's got the Encanto music and it's like, he walked in DDD. And it's it starts off with all the lieutenants get beaten up and then it goes into that Encanto yeah. song and Yamamoto's just doing a slow walk to come and save everybody's life. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. It is a bit bad. <laughs> yeah. I suppose, yeah, everything else I have to say about Yamamoto actually goes into the next episode, so I might table that there. But I I, I did find a a redeeming quality, actually, so I will share that when it's time. Okay, cool, yeah. Uh, But yeah, I've actually, because we've probably already discussed everything, I'm good to just move on to the next chapter if you are. Yeah, I am as well, actually. Cool. Cool. All right, let's do it. Alrighty, so episode 226, we've got three manga chapters again. We've got 338, Fall Into My Inferno, 339, The Death Bring Numbers, and 340, The Antagonizer. Ooh. Um, so manga anime differences, we've got that whole thing with Omeda and Soifon at the start, with Omeda being surprised that Yamamoto had to go f- Oh. Yep, that's all anime sure. only. Um, yeah. Another cut to Hitsabelle. No, Hitsagaya and Halabelle. Oh, that's cute. Like, I don't ship it, but that's a cute ship name. Uh, we've got the censorship of Halabelle's armor. Oh, <laughs> Halabelle's yeah, armor I is mean, a lot sure. more revealing in the manga than it is in the anime. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> God. Basically, um, Halabelle's armor in the manga, in the anime, has been covered to include the underside of her breasts, whereas in the anime, it's literally just over the top of her nipples, basically. Eh. Yeah. Good for her. And then, yeah, we've just got some fight padding with Ichigo and Okiora, because that was in this episode as well. From the, I've put it from slow-mo dancing, which is a really cool sequence to watch, actually. And it was anime, and it was manga, um, to it the end of the episode. It was very cool. I loved that, actually. It was small. Mm-hmm. It was short, I suppose, but it was, it was brilliant. Uh, well, beautiful. Like, it yeah. was just really, really beautiful. 
And then the anime skipped a whole part of Wukia versus Rudborn. And I don't know. I'm hoping what? they go back to it because um, in the manga, we see Rudborn go resurrection. So I'm really hoping they go back to that and we see that because that would be really cool to see. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So hopefully, huh. fingers crossed, after the fellow episodes, we get to see some Rukia, more, some more Rukia action. Yeah, that would be nice. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen any of the Waco Mundo group for a little bit, actually. No, you forget that then, and all of a sudden, like, Renji and Chad are fighting. <laughs> By the way. God. Is she just sitting yeah. there, not doing anything? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, Ishida, I don't know. He ended up with squished internal organs. I'm kind of like, well, so did Renji. I don't fucking know. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, that's all the differences. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, then I'll just I'll 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 drop my Yamamoto take, I yeah. suppose. Uh which which may or may not be a take I- exactly. Uh so when he first injects himself into that fight um to to save Hasagi basically it seems like. Um he starts off by saying that he feels his squad members are helpless because they made him the head captain come out to the front. So, okay. Um, but then right before he is about to quickly slice Ion in half, basically, which, which I get the sense that Yamamoto just knows he can do the whole time. Like, we haven't really seen Yamamoto fight very much. I think Mm -hmm. maybe not since the end of the rescue arc. Maybe. I I, I don't know that we've seen him fight since then, which kind of makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, so there are a lot of powers and abilities of his that we haven't seen yet, is I guess what I'm getting to with that. But, um... Right before he slices Ion in half, he says, oh, he, like his, his, his thought process with regard to Ion, and he might say this out loud or it might be an internal monologue, I can't really remember, but he says, um, a demonic beast that can only think of killing people, how pitiful you are. <laughs> so his saying that, at the very least, highlighted for me that Yamamoto does not think of himself that way because I do think that Yamamoto tends to be uh, I don't want to say power hungry exactly, but like, I think he does really, really value his personal seat of power. And I don't think the idea of someone trying to take it from him would appeal to him very much at all. And the Gote is like, yes, they're a military organization with multifaceted requirements and they do a lot of different jobs, but there are things about the way the Gote operates that are really, really brutal and that are focused on violence and and destruction and and such and so Yamamoto at least saying okay you Ion you over here you not me like we're putting ourselves in antithesis of each other deliberately you only think of killing people and that's pitiful so what that highlights to me is that Yamamoto at least internally has other motivations basically it's that thing where I think it, it just clarified that Yamamoto thinks, or at least I think, he probably does think he's doing the right thing in most situations, like the morally right thing. And it just so happens that Yamamoto and I have different thoughts about what a good upstanding morality actually means. So, I don't know. That little, that little reflection... Hmm. made me think slightly more highly of him. He's never going to be my favorite. But, yeah, yeah. but I got to say, 
it's one of those things where like I do think he's well written because even though I dislike him and like we're never gonna be buddies I spend a lot of time thinking about him so yeah anyway it's the mark of a true villain when you keep thinking about them not that we're calling Yamamoto a villain, villain but, but, you know. No. But I don't think he's a good guy. I don't know that he's, like, categorically good. But I don't know how many of the Shinigami are categorically good anyway. Like, that's not a criticism. Yeah. That's just how I think the Kote operates. I think there are a lot of people who have shady morality who end up on the, quote, good guy side. In he's which... like a chaotic neutral. <laughs> he's like a lot. He's like either that or sometimes he's lawful evil, I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> Also lawful good, but lawful good when it goes too far into lawful good sometimes becomes lawful evil because you lose sight of what's important. Yeah, yeah. And then occasionally he's just pure chaos because he likes fire. But <laughs> so be so be it. <sighs> kind of feeling bad for Toshiro at this point. We still haven't oh, seen really? what his bankai does. Like that's twice oh. he's tried to go for his bankai and he's just get cut off halfway through. <laughs> I mean, if your bankai is just made of ice, you can just shatter it without too much trouble. True. I suppose, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. It does make me wonder actually about the strength or lack thereof potentially of Toshiro's bankai because we know that Toshiro is pretty young, right? And now that we know. Like, he, he can't possibly have been captain a hundred years ago Mm-mm. because we didn't see him then and there. So he must have become captain somewhat recently. And the thing that I find myself wondering is, okay, so when did that happen? And then when did he develop his Bankai? And knowing how young Toshiro himself looks, like, maybe his Bankai... I guess I'm just, because I, I keep thinking about, like, R- Renji's Bankai seems so fragile because of how quickly he developed it. And uh, I guess I wonder whether, to, how, like, it, it, how strong is Toshiro's Bankai knowing how short a time Toshiro must have been captain and also knowing that Toshiro himself presents as this super, super young person. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why it breaks all the time. <laughs> <laughs> It's a symbolism for the fragility of his heart and his wife for his lieutenant and his friend. <laughs> it might be. It actually might be. Uh, I mean, it, it, yeah. external manifestation of internal vibes. Like, yeah, yeah. maybe. Bless him. Oh, <sighs> for real. That's going to be a cool fight because those are another two who we've seen them. I mean, Toshiro puts his whole self into just about everything, it seems like, especially when he's fighting. But we haven't really seen Halabella and Toshiro pull out all the stops yet. No, like, they're, no, we They're haven't. smashing away at each other and stuff. They're not just <laughs> <laughs> having a sexy conversation. <laughs> but, <laughs> but they haven't really gone all out yet either. No. So that's probably coming. Yeah. I mean... I feel like we can safely say that that's coming, you know? Yeah. We've just had the reveal of the numbers as well. So that's probably going to yeah, be yeah. A, a, like a, a starting point of here's our numbers. Let's really get the show on the road now. Yes. Right. And that's Holly Bell and Stark and Bargon. Bargon hasn't done shit. No. Either. He's just and, been vibing. Yeah. And we haven't really had confirmation that Bargon, but it's probably safe to assume that it, he's it the second. It can't really be anyone else at this point, can it? Surely. I mean, it's not going to be yeah, it's not going to be Yami. He's not going to be the second, no, is he? No, it's not going to be. Well, Yami's also I I I feel 
Knowing that Ukiora was left in charge back in Hueco Mundo, I think it is safe to say that that's because Ukiora is now the highest ranking Espada in Hueco Mundo. Yeah. So it doesn't feel like a huge leap to me to say that Aizen probably brought one, two, and three with him. You exactly. Know? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I guess. So yeah. It's yeah, like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't think I have any other spicy takes No, nothing really. Because then we move to Ichigo no. and the gang and the forgetting that they're there and no they're still there right. and that's... i do feel that that was pretty much just a reminder to us as viewers that like oh by the way this is what these people are up yeah. to and that and was kind of it and it is probably going to serve as this is what we're going to go into next i think we're going to be leaving behind the fake kawakura time stuff for a bit and we're going to move on to ichigo and okiora and everything that's happening there yeah i suppose we are at a pretty good stopping point in fake kawakura town right now mm-hmm we could pick that back up whenever and it would kind of make sense. Exactly, yeah. Just, you know, hopefully people are still alive by that point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, no, the only other thing I've got is that in the manga, um, the end of the chapters always holds some kind of cute little comic or something. Oh, yeah. But this time it's literally just Ion and it's <gasps> Ion's expressions. So it's like Ion when he's angry, Ion when he's bashful. Oh, are they all the same? They're exactly the same. <laughs> the, I love that. The one that cracks me up is <laughs> Ion hoping they'll have hamburgers for dinner. <laughs> <gasps> That's really sweet. Yeah. But oh, it's buddy. just so cute. <laughs> I also, I never really thought about it until right now, but I imagine Ion actually is sort of like their pet. I mean, yeah. one of them uses the word pet to refer to Ion, and so the idea of, I mean, it's that feels like the, the most like domestic hollow thing I can possibly imagine is the three of them just being like, oh, we're bored, like, let's play with our pet and just ripping off their arms <laughs> for the afternoon, you know, playing fetch, running around, playing tag, going yeah. back, maybe having hamburgers together. <laughs> and then when they've decided they've had enough fun for the day, then they... they we grow really their arms. They get Ion out of that form. Yeah, no, I guess. Yeah, yeah like huh. how did? Yeah, that's a weird one. How did they know to even do that? Like, <laughs> like have they done it before? Like, I what? don't know. Are there fifty million Ions just kind of roaming around somewhere because they keep regrowing their arms? <laughs> I that hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's I bet I. <laughs> Heike, I imagine that's one that Kubo didn't even think through. No, either, no, you know? definitely not. It, just, it, it hasn't come up. Ooh, another, speaking of Ion, kind of, um, another redeeming quality-ish that I that I found about Yamamoto is the fact that he chose not to kill Apache, Sungson, and Mila Rose. He chose to let them live and just char them to crisps instead, <laughs> which maybe is more embarrassing i don't know like i could think of it either way where oh maybe he actually is sparing them and he's got uh, not yet yeah, not not a soft spot for them and not like oh out of kindness or whatever mm-hmm. uh so like you could make that argument but then you could also go like eh, maybe it's humiliating or maybe i mean the other thought that i had was maybe he regards Hollybell as somebody that he could reason with at some point and so wanted to leave those fractiones on the table in order to curry favor with her but i that's a stretch yeah i think that's it for me though yeah that's it for me yeah yeah gosh okay well uh if that's all we have for these episodes then i suppose we should move on to our shinigami cup peroxide edition yeah let's do it 
who wore it best this week, Nomi? So it was, of course, Ukitaki and his mask of patience. That guy is a saint. Oh, mm-hmm. oh. I think he actually is quite patient. Actually. He really yeah. is, yeah. Especially, well, I mean, look who he's got for third seats. He has to be. <laughs> he did. If he wanted to do something about that, he could. <laughs> he certainly could. He really could. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> um, mine this week was, okay, I, hmm. It was just a very brief moment, but it, there weren't a lot of like, whoa, that went by quickly, but boy, that was beautiful in this series of episodes. Uh, so I put that shard of ice wearing Stark's face. Do you remember that transition? Just a brief moment from Holly Bell and Toshiro fighting into Kyoroku and Stark again. Do you remember that? Mm, no, I don't. Oh, okay. I think it was in the second, I think, 225, maybe. But it was just this slow, like Toshiro did some ice-based attack. Um, and I think Holly Bell either deflected it or shattered it or something. And then there were shards of ice that that sort of strew, 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 uh, strewn is a word that, well, flew, I guess, across (laughs) the battlefield and sort of in slow motion. And the way that they transitioned back into, okay, we're with Kyoriku and Stark again, was shards of ice through the air, but then there was a reflection of Stark's face on one of them. It was so pretty. It was really, really cool. That's so So, cool. Very small moment, but Hmm. it stuck out to me. So anyway. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best ship this week. So my ship is, um, I mean, it, it's always going to be the bromance between um, Kuaku oh. and Stark. I'm just going to reiterate oh. from what I chose last week. But also, because, okay. yeah, their bromance is cool. But my one for this week is Toshiro and his heart. Because he's so worried for oh. both when Momo turns up and with what happens to Vangiku. He may be tiny, but his heart is large enough to compensate. That's a really good one. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, when you said bromance, I was sure you were going to call out Hisagi and Kira, actually. Oh, them uh, too. Which is sort yeah. of like, yeah, yeah. Because that, that, that was cool to see them work tactically together, actually. Mm-hmm. We haven't really seen much of that. Um, not in a minute. But uh, my best ship was was the friendship all together of, uh, it was just, oh, man, just Hisagi and Kira and Momo and Rangiku all together. Yes. Kind of. And frankly, I'm going to chuck Iba into that mix too, even though he's not really part of that friend group. Um, but all of them using their strengths to the best of their abilities over the course of that really, really challenging fight and figuring out who needed to do what and who needed to go where. It was fast and it was impressive. And I think it spoke a lot to people's skills in their relationships. So Yes, no, we do that. I, I contemplate in that actually, like just how quick they were to help each other out and having each other's yes. backs and working together. Yeah, no, I... They were one of my ones as well. Oh, that's so good. Enough, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, that is probably the closest we have seen to, because we talked about this when we talked about Turn Back the Pendulum, Mm -hmm. how quick all of those, like that generation of Shinigami together were to be like, okay, great, uh, you, you hold him down and I'll cut his tendons from that side. Or you, you go over here because you're good at this and I will cut, like that, that kind of instant, understanding and tactical assessment based on relationships and skill sets. Mm-hmm. I think this is maybe the first time that we've seen something like that in the current era of Shinigami. Like oh. the visors have that shit on lock and, yeah. and did even before they were holified. But this is, this is maybe 
approaching that level of trust and understanding and skill. For sure. There's hope for this generation yet. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, though. Oh, Asagi. Oh. oh, my God. Wow, I just got hit with a wave of emotions. Like, thinking about Hisagi as, like, the face of hope for a generation. Oh. oh. Wow. Bless. I love Hisagi. Mm-hmm. God, I love them all. Anyway, fandom shout out. Okay, you're going to like this one. Oh, okay. Uh, my fandom shout out is this picture from... <gasps> at zero one three i'm okay n pi on twitter oh. and it is a picture of ukitaki coming through the senkaiman with some hell butterflies and it's the colors and the shading and just how the whole picture of it is just amazing of even like the purple swirls in the back looks. yeah yeah this is this is how he looks when he is coming to pick up um, Kuraku and Stark from the pub because he just yeah, wants to go honestly. to bed. <laughs> but he he doesn't even know he looks like it. That's the thing. He's just like, "Hi guys, I'm here. Um, I'll just I'll pull the car around." But that's what he looks like just <laughs> casually. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, good find. Mine this week is uh, it's it's. I guess it's more an artist overall than these specific pieces of art, but um, this is somebody who goes by Idiot Mechanism on Tumblr, and uh, they're a big fan of Aizen, and they draw him a lot, and so what I'm sharing is just like a few quintessential little Aizen drawings, I guess, but if you just kind of click on their Aizen tag within their art, um, they, they like drawing Aizen in, in a lot of different settings. So, like, sometimes it is contemporary clothes, sometimes it's, like, academy, sometimes it's, like, schoolgirl AU, sometimes it's, like, what if he and Kisuke were doing this together instead? Um, or what if... Or like, or, like, Aizen wearing a t-shirt. Or, like, if Aizen were part of the song Dynasty. Or it's... So, I don't know. It's just cool. Um, Aizen with Ichigo, Aizen with Shinji, Aizen with, uh, with Urahara, and not even in a shippy way, it's just like, like, oh man, there's one here of him with his hair parted to the side, and he's, like, wearing a sweater, he looks like, like, a professor or a dad or something, here he looks like he's basically in Fire Emblem, I don't know, it's just cool, and I like that this person likes Aizen as much as they clearly do, so. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, right? I love the one of the stages of Aizen, spoiler-ish, yeah. but, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. Good find. Ah, oh, I love it. Thanks. Yeah, it is good. <sighs> All right. Uh, anything else before we wrap this bad boy up? No, I think we're all good. Yeah, I think so too. Cool. All right. Well then, you wonderful souls, that is the end of another episode. If you like what you heard and you want to get involved, you can find us by searching for The Seirete on Instagram and T Seirete on Twitter. Now, Ichigo and Rukia might reap souls, but we are hoping to reap some five-star reviews, and that is where you come in. Make like our favorite orange-haired protector and Ichi go to iTunes and Spotify to rate us and review us and make us feel like number one. 
And to those of you listening on YouTube, don't forget to be like Chad and give us that good, good thumbs up. We really appreciate it. Okay, now, as you've probably gleaned from the conversation that Nomi and I have shared, uh, it is one, two, skip a few hours in a lot of ways. So uh, we do have a filler arc coming up, but before that, actually, we have some filler episodes also. So the next episode in order, episode 227, Wonderful Error, is canon, technically, but it's pulled from some manga chapters from a while ago, and it doesn't really fit in in the sequence of this arc. So we've decided we're going to skip it because it's kind of a non sequitur, and I don't think it makes a lot of sense given what we're doing on this podcast. So um, if you are watching along with us, what you're going to do is skip 227, skip 228, much to my deep chagrin <laughs> because that's the beach episode, slash, I don't know, if you want to watch it, I, I highly recommend it, um, but but it's not canon, so we're not going to talk about it in the podcast, not for now. Um, and then also 229, which is another filler episode that is, like, silly and good and worth watching, but again, not canon, so we're not going to talk about it. So skip those. Then we have a filler arc, uh, which we are also skipping. And so what that means is that on the next episode of the podcast, we are going to pick things up with episode 266. Which is aptly called Ichigo versus Ulkiora. Restart. They just, they like that restart thing. That is not the first time they've done that. That's not, no. (laughs) We love some self-awareness, I guess. Um, So anyway, episode 266, Ichigo versus Ulkiora. Restart. Episode 267, Connected Hearts. The left fist prepared for death. And 268, Hatred and Jealousy. Orihime's Dilemma. So, we'll see you souls then. Yeah. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye, 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 bye.